0: My Michelle Live podcast. My, my, my,
1: my Michelle Live. My Michelle Live. Sports time out. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's Michelle.
0: Here I am and there you are. And if you're ready for it, hold on to your hat, my friend. It's time for sports. 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 Sports.
1: Sports. Sounders! Super draft!
2: Anybody in the audience
0: who's got the birthday today, happy birthday to you! birthdays. Well, it's birthdays. We've got twinsies here. No way. Are you kidding me? Born the exact same day. What is up with that? Happy birthday, Rich Hallstrom, Brent Baker. Hey, we're joined by Garrick Payne, Joshua McMillan, I'm Michelle Mendoza, but this is your birthday today. Happy birthday. I brought out my cool hat. (laughs) (laughs) That's cooler than anything
3: I'll ever put on. (laughs) Let's, Let's
1: try not to burn down the studio, Michelle. (laughs)
0: Well, there you go. One on the same day, seriously. So it's a total Michelle-abration. Bring it on, boys. Bring it on. It's good to have you guys, and happy Blue Friday for those of you who are outside of the Seattle area. See, everyone here, while you may be listening to this across the world, we have a bit of our heart in the great northwest and so it is always a blue friday in this area (laughs) it's extra blue because our team did not progress but we're going to be talking about sports today we cover a gamut and you're always welcome to let us know what you think by the way once in a while we have guests folks sit at the round table so if you might want to be one of those folks uh go ahead and send me an email we'd love to hear from you so guys especially if Sunday you're brave I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get i to get into serious mode and we'll celebrate a little bit more later here we well how serious can you be with a bling hat i don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you laughing at me? What's up with that? So guys, uh, the NFL, it has come. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. There's some things going on with the super draft. We have uh, some folks to honor today and much more. But first, I wanted to uh, ask a favor of you, Garrick. You're hosting this on Zoom. Can you enable the uh, screen share for me? Yeah, sure. For me? You bet. I got a message uh, from one of our guys who could not be here today, Chris Brown. Uh, Chris Brown and Rich Hallstrom are uh, longtime friends, and so he did not want to miss out on saying (laughs) happy birthday. Says a happy birthday to you too, Brent. But he has a special message for Rich Hallstrom, so I'm going to share that right now. Here we go. You guys seen his happy face? Um, looks We're like it's on
4: it. going to be. There it is. There, is. there he is. Hey, Michelle and Sports Time Out, guys. Mm-hmm. This is Chris Brown. Uh, I just wanted to get a quick message today. I'm very sad that I could not be there for such a festive occasion. Um, <laughs> as the birthday of Rich Hallstrom, my brother in arms, uh, my co-host, my co-author, Uh, What a great man he is. And I I just can't tell you how many times Rich has uh, kept me out of trouble, Um, maybe kept me out of lawsuits in jail. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, He is a great man and really the true definition of a brother in Christ. I, I can't think of a better definition than Rich Hallstrom in my life. So, uh, you know, in this momentous occasion, I wanted to, you know, go ahead and commemorate this by doing something that's super rare. And that is
0: <laughs> wait uh, I for want it.
4: To, wait well, for I've gone ahead for this day and, and donned the, uh, the old colors. And that's that's as you can see, that's number three. And I just want you to know that's a number three before this was actually before Russell Wilson came. This was number three that I used to wear around the stadium and pray at the stadium and stuff. And I believe, and nobody can tell me differently, that uh. My prayers are what brought the real number three because it was right after I left that, amen. After them. So, uh, right after I left town, so you know they didn't know they were number three to replace it. Let me get out of the way for that picture just so you can see. That's <laughs> a pro football of fame, and uh, yeah, just all the adventures that we've had together, uh, as brothers. You know, you really can't do it any justice, uh, uh by talking about it that much, but Rich. Man, you know, I love you as a brother. um, And thank you for everything that you've done over the years, man. Just everything you've been, for always being there, being super faithful. Appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you. Happy birthday. And, you know, may your 67th year on earth. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. That is so funny. Um,
1: Michelle, that's what crazy. happens when you send a check early in the mail to your best friend.
2: 67. Wow, you don't look at day, day over 65.
0: <laughs> 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 okay.
3: I'm going to forsake you as my twin there, Rich.
4: <laughs>
0: That's funny. It's, you know, come on. It's all in the packaging, people. But man, what, what do we have I, to do uh, to get Chris Brown back to Seattle to start praying again? I know,
1: maybe, right? I need, maybe I need to send him another check.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest guy on the call. Wow. Thank you. Yep. Anyway. So you're
0: older than 68.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Left you all speechless.
5: Just a
1: The United States Geriatric <laughs> Soccer
3: League.
2: <laughs> hey, I played last night.
3: <laughs> with 30 year olds probably,
2: right? <laughs> Actually you Our, guys have you guys have caught up with me in age uh, today. For it. And and I'll I'll get older than you guys in a couple of months. So.
1: Well, here's what here's why I think fifty six is important because that's also the number of one of the greatest linebackers in football history, Lawrence Taylor.
0: Mm, there you go, encyclopedia. Bring it, Mr. Rich Brown. Rich-a-pedia. And Josh <laughs> is just sitting there silent in his thirties. So. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's half our age. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hey guys,
0: uh speaking of uh praying for the Seahawks, uh, as we go into the NFL playoff rounds, uh Bucks and Panthers, Bills and Chiefs, they uh, play Sunday. So you said, uh, Packers you
2: said Panthers, it's Packers.
0: Packers, Packers. Packers. Uh Bucks and Packers, uh Bills and Chiefs. Uh the Packers game is at 12. The uh Bills and Chiefs are 3:40, right? Is that Eastern time rich?
1: Uh yes it is. Uh I Actually, no, I think that's here. no, that is our time. That is our time. Pacific time. <laughs> you know, there's ge- people
0: listening all over the world, and it's like we are like, Yes, this is the time zone. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> noon well, Pacific- we usually noon we usually get left out of the cold of as a time zone. So I think we're gonna right? stake our claim.
1: <laughs> noon okay. Pacific game number one, 340 Pacific game number two.
0: All righty, all right. So let's talk it up. Josh, come on. What's going to happen? Who are we going to see in the Super Bowl? Um, And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not rooting for the team I want to win because I have had epic fail from like November all the way through this month. It's not happening. I'm out. You guys chalk it up. I'm going to sit back.
4: And my
5: <laughs> yeah, you know, this is a this is a weird year. Uh, I think w- who is going to be in the Super Bowl partially depends on if Mahomes actually ends up playing or not after that. Nasty hit and going out uh, last week That's going to be big I think I like the Bills better In this matchup either way but with the, it, without Mahomes there, I think it's going to be the Bills for sure. With Mahomes there, it's going to be a battle and it's kind of a coin flip which one it's going to be. My money would be on the Bills, but not by much, I'll tell you that. And I think, I don't think Tom Brady's going to be Aaron Rodgers as much as I would like for Tom Brady. I know this sounds weird coming from me. I would like Tom Brady <laughs> to be <beat> Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and, uh, and make it to that Super Bowl. I'm just not a huge Rodgers fan. He's kind of arrogant and, yeah, just not a. His, his whole thing with his weird rivalry with Russell Wilson, like, oh, I guess God was on our side today, yeah, kind of mocking of his faith and things like that, it just eh, rubs me the wrong way. So I'm, I'm, as, as much as I love watching him play, because he is a, a great talent, I would rather see him lose to a geriatric Tom Brady uh, and, and the Bucs. So that, would, that would just make my day, but that, that's my hope.
1: Well, uh, Michelle, I'm going to put it simply. It's going to be a repeat. Of Super Bowl One, Packers versus Kansas City Chiefs. The only caveat to that is, and the way that the Bills pull the upset at Arrowhead, no Mahomes, plain and simple. So it, all, so it all hinges on whether Mahomes plays on Sunday. And all if right, Mahomes think, plays Brent, on you- Sunday, it'll be Packers, Chiefs, repeat of Super Bowl One.
3: Oh Michelle, I think I think you called it right with the the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater's really got it going right now. So (laughs) Um, No, I honestly how do you how can you bet against Aaron Rodgers getting finally getting that NFC championship game in January at home in Green Bay? I mean I
5: Amen. I just you, really want to see him lose on a hail mary from Tom Brady in that seal. Yeah, but a hail
3: mary from Tom Brady at this point is from the thirty yard line. You know, if they could lose to another hail <laughs> mary, though, oh. there, no, that would be something. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time believing that Green Bay doesn't win this game. Uh, the other side, t- I think it's a tough call. I, I'm with Josh; it's a tough call if Mahomes plays. Um, I. I, I will say though that I I really thought it was a very cool moment for Chad Henney that half the world hasn't heard of um, until last weekend. Anything so is possible coming in coming in relief of the homes, um, you know, making that huge run on third and forever, and almost getting the first down. You know, diving forward, taking the big hit, and then that fourth down passing play to get the first down. Um, you know, it's everything you dream of as a kid. And then, you know, to be a marginal NFL player and to get that chance and that opportunity and come through, it was just pretty awesome. So if it's Chad Henney playing a whole game against the bills, uh, anything is possible, but that really strains any kind of yeah. credibility. <laughs> so so homes versus Allen, I think it would be a, a, a great matchup. If it's, if it's Henny, I, I see Buffalo moving on. Um, the only thing, the only question I have, though, is, has the cigarette smoking man from the X-Files, is he still alive? Because if you ever watched that show um, in one of their conspiracy theory episodes, he said that as long as he's lives, the Buffalo Bills will never win the Super Bowl.
2: So, yeah. Wow. <laughs>
0: mm.
2: <laughs> well, I'm 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 with Rich. I, I'm thinking that it's, it's going to be a, a Green Bay, Kansas City Super Bowl. Um, and I think uh, some of that does hinge on whether or not uh, Mahomes is back. But I, I see uh, a, a tough time for the, uh, the Bucks to, to beat the Packers in Green Bay. Um, and it's true that Brady is no stranger to cold weather, but, um, but they also say your blood gets thin pretty quickly as you live in those warmer climates. Because, Amen. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be an adjustment for sure.
1: I just flat out think Garrick that Bruce Arians is not a not as good of a coach as any one of the other coaches that we still have in the
5: in the playoffs here. Yeah, well we we also heard him say this week that he just lets Tom Brady do it half the time and sits back and watches. So he doesn't need to be a coach. It's fine. He's got There's there's truth to that. Yeah. Got a QB that could be a coach sitting there working for him. Excellent okay. point, Josh.
0: What
3: about hey, hey Michelle? This? Michelle, I, I have if I could share something here. Um might take a moment of bumbling bumbling around with this, but I, I have my proof okay. that uh, let's see, share screen, yes. And I'll maximize this. It's 30
2: seconds. So.
0: Turn that baby up.
2: You have to make sure that you share the audio. Go ahead, <coughs> go ahead. You have to, uh, you may have to exit out and then come back in. How do you do that? What's the... Okay, we're back on.
3: Okay, here we go. I don't even have to play the whole thing. It doesn't look like so. I'm working on next month's Oscar nominations. Any preference? I couldn't care less. What I don't want to see is the Bills winning a Super Bowl. As long as I'm alive, that doesn't happen. Could be tough, sir. Buffalo wants it bad. So did the Soviets maybe. What are you saying? You rigged the Olympic hockey game? What's the matter? Don't you believe in miracles? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh,
2: that's particularly poignant given... The- <laughs> okay. well,
0: I'm not sure that this is a miracle, but it is pretty cool. Sarah Thomas is going to be the first women, woman to officiate the Super Bowl. Good for... Her. I think that's outstanding. And it is notable. But uh, as we continue to climb through that hole of the glass ceiling, I'm going to say this as a woman. I don't want to hear it every single time. I don't want to hear the next time. Well, it's the first uh, woman with a lisp that's officiating. You know what? Let's just be people. And if you're good at your job and you rise to the top, you all should be celebrated. This first milestone, absolutely. Let's celebrate it. But I think sometimes we go too far. Josh, you want to weigh in, don't you?
5: Yeah, I agree. This is the kind that I want to celebrate and I want to be happy about. This is the stuff that it's it's not like a a kicker coming in and kicking is the first i knew you're gonna bring that up really really (laughs) really bad kick (laughs) and getting special teams player of the week like it it's cool that she got it and got there but then to get special teams player of the week when it was she didn't do anything she didn't score a point okay (laughs) but this this is something i can i can get behind she has been great and uh, i'm excited to see her in the super bowl i'm gonna tell you
0: I really don't mind if you, if you are playing in the game your first time and you yeah. just don't do anything spectacular. How many kickers uh, before her did the same thing? That's yeah. fine. That's just fine. But, but let's not celebrate mediocrity as a woman, as, or as a, you know, half of us on this round table are a minority in one way or another, some kind of special group, you know, how many of us really want to have a, uh, special accommodations for mediocrity. Heck no. I want to be at uh, sometimes being a minority, did you have to work harder? Maybe, but you know what that made you harder working and better. And that's okay. We could use Amen. that Amen.
3: Out. I think sure. one of the best things I, I think one of the best things I can say is I, I've watched a lot of games this year where Sarah Thomas was officiating. And usually it was like two thirds of the way through before I even noticed that she was out there. You know, it's it, when you are anonymous as an official you're probably not involved in a lot of controversial calls. You're not getting in a lot of arguments with people. And from what I saw, she you know, she, she earned this assignment and not, you know, did not get uh, uh, percentaged her way in or anything like that. It, it was a real, I, I mean, I, like Josh said, this is, this is totally beyond legit. It's just, it's awesome.
1: This is a legitimate achievement. She worked her way up. She did college. She did Division Two college games, I believe. Division One college games. She's gone the whole gamut, done everything that you need to do. Not like the Pac-12 leader of officials who actually only officiated in one FBS game before getting his uh, uh, job as the the coordinator of Pac-12 officials. But that's another. Uh, okay, story so, for another show
0: well while we're talking uh about pack 12 and uh and oh here Sonic, we here, here we go, here we go. go. <laughs> 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 yep there you go Bye. Rich, I know you're biting at the bit for this one. Bring it. Bring it. Larry
1: Scott, the best move you ever made as Pac-12 commissioner is stepping away from your position. Thank you very much. (laughs) Let's uh, return the Pac-12 conference to prominence and let's become a real Pac-12 network cable channel if we can. Get rid of the rubber trees in the corner. All right. Josh, you want to weigh in?
0: (laughs) you know he does you know he does yeah got the it. thing is that, that uh um, you know you're, you're hating around with 68 year olds too much you got to learn that tech there
2: but you, you gotta- sound better when you're unmuted josh is what she's saying <laughs>
5: <laughs> i'm i am very excited i tweeted about this i've been i've been excited about this one for a while i mean we all knew that this was going to come or at least hoped and prayed that it would come because he has consistently been maybe the worst person in America at his job. And that's pretty, pretty <laughs> substantial. No, I no. gave me water instead of a cup of coffee. So that's a pretty impressive job by Larry Scott. But no, I'm. it's sad that he's not leaving sooner. But the fact that we have a lot of time to go out and look. June is
1: soon enough, man. June is soon enough because it's before next football season. That's true. That's, that's, all, true. I, that's, that's all I want.
5: Minimum. I mean, <laughs> I would like for him to just be gone now and never touch anything with the Pac-12 ever again. And um, his name will go down in infamy as, again, the worst person in America at his job. But I cannot wait for them to get someone competent in here to help us so we can actually watch Husky football. You know, I would love to be able to easily watch Husky football. It's so hard, and I will always go back to that time he was on one of the morning shows here in Seattle, the Brock and Salt show. And they were asking him about that, and and he said, "Well, you know, if you're a real fan, you probably subscribe and pay the subscription to Pac-12. Oh my gosh, you so like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> Everyone wants to pay forty dollars to be able to watch live games at one a.m." You know,
1: well, like, you know, Josh. You know, if Larry Scott hadn't have resigned this year, you know, you and I could have just moved to China, and we would have uh, had all the Pac-12 coverage and Pac- <laughs> Pac-12 television ex- accessibility we we wanted. That. There but was people that-
5: watching, no one here, but people were watching. <laughs> <coughs> And scheduling so, the games to always be like super late at night. So they're happening at like 1 a.m. East Coast time. Like, as if we don't have problems as a West Coast team with the East Coast bias on teams that like we didn't have enough problems. But he's like, all right, no, it's fine. We'll just close out the night. Pack 12 at night, baby. Start at 9, finish at midnight. You want to stay up till 3 a.m. to watch a game on the East Coast? Come on, man. I am so excited for this. I it mean, it's hard for
3: hard even for your fans to go to games, you know, when it's. You're, you're talking college campuses, they usually have other things they want to do on Saturday nights. So you're, you're, you're taking out your, your prime fan base and you know, everything about his tenure was a disaster other than maybe the first year when he got um, a pretty big media contract at the time, but it was for 12 years, which is sadly outdated now. Um, so I will say, you know, the, the Pac-12, Pac-12's reputation it's an unfortunate fact that it is based almost solely on what happens in football and men's basketball. I mean, they actually are thriving in in most of the Olympic sports, but those are not the ones that bring in your money. Those are not the ones that sustain your, your fan base. They're not the ones that bring in the advertisers and they're not the ones that get you in the college football playoff.
1: And here's the other point about that, um, that you're also, um, going to be hearing about this is another chance for the Pac-12 to enhance itself in all those sports that you're talking about Brent those Olympic sports like softball and women's soccer that are doing well on the national level but now you will be able to if someone can get a permanent solid plan together to take the Pac-12 network to the level that it needs to be now remember about this. You actually get to watch them? Yeah, the (laughs) Pac-12 did have a chance to work on an agreement with ESPN, but the presidents and Larry Scott turned it down because that meant that the schools had to give up some editorial control. And, And now we know that that we know that that model works. Look at the Big Ten Network. Look at the ACC Network. So. The Pac 12 is its own worst enemy. And I'm going to put out, this is my idea just off the top of my head Chris Peterson as the commissioner of the Pac 12
3: conference
1: to put his leadership skills to the challenge to rally the coaches and rally the presidents. What do you guys think?
5: I could, I could dig that. I like Chris Peterson a lot, although I don't. I don't know that he wants that if we're gonna, right. like, I think that I don't biggest, think so
1: either. And can we afford it because
0: guys, we're paying Larry, Larry Scott through his contract, right? He's getting paid through his contract. I can't right? afford
3: not to.
1: Well, here's the thing. We're paying all the college presidents. So it's time for the college presidents to, to uh, make their mark and actually, and actually do something. And let's uh, do something for the college athletes while we're at it, by the way. But that's another sh- story for another show also.
0: Okay okay well in, in all of this it is time to say goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, Larry Scott. so yeah I had to, I had to play it twice. I went through the trouble of finding. And who are we
3: gonna pick on now?
0: <laughs> okay, who are we going to pick on now? Well, I think it's more of, uh, of a celebration. So this I wanted to, to get to as the MLS is uh, in their super draft mode. Woohoo! the super draft. It happens every year before the start of the MLS season. So this year was crazy because they had conference calls. They had video chats for the very first time. Lots of moving and shaking. 176 eligible players joining the league from college ranks. I think I have that right, Encyclopedia Rich. And Austin F.E.E is the league's newest expansion franchise. So they got uh, number one overall draft pick. Daniel Pereira, 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 say it for me, someone.
1: I'm pronouncing it Pereira, Pereira, uh, Pereira. with a couple of letters.
0: P-E-R-E-I-R-A, Pereira, Pereira, I like Pereira. Let's call him that. That's your new name, buddy. Daniel. He's from Venezuela. He looks fast and furious. And I mean, what's the 2021 litter look like as the teams go for the Super Bowl, uh, the Super Draft Puppy uh, Mill there, Garrick?
2: Well, you know, I think th- this is the exciting thing about um, these, this whole class of, of collegiate soccer players, th- they're going to have an impact on the MLS. And, and I think, <clears throat> More so than, than probably any other sport, these players um, can have an immediate impact and really help their clubs. And uh, I did not look, it, the draft was just yesterday, so I didn't have a chance to really review um, all the different selections. But, but yeah, because I,
0: who knew you were going to be doing this sports show today?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a small other life, like three other jobs outside what? of... <laughs> but
0: uh, pray for this man's priorities. Come I on, know, <laughs> I know. I'm
1: Garrett, so sorry, comment on this for me. Yes, super draft, really top heavy by the ACC. I believe they had uh, five or six of the top picks were from the ACC. Your thoughts, mm-hmm.
2: yeah? Well, that that conference has traditionally been strong. I mean, they they have always um, just have really great talent. And they have the ability to recruit and as is with all collegiate sports. I mean, your success has so much to do with your ability to recruit. And so, you, you know, you, you get these powerhouses and they are able to recruit these players. And so it's, it's not surprising. Um, and, and there's a great talent pool coming up. And it's, it's going to be exciting to see these players in the MLS
0: Okay, speaking of recruiting, that might be why we, you know, we have a hard, especially Garrick and I for the Seattle Sounders, but that may be why the Seattle Sounders have made a big, huge announcement. Jordan Morris is on his way to premier Swansea City as a six-month loan, okay, so the English Premier League. Uh, for those of you who are kind of new to soccer, English Premier League is like, it's the big boys league, you know, compared to MLS. I'm sorry, we've got great players. We really do. But, man, that's that's almost a whole level, new level of play. So uh, I think it was a move on the Sounders' part to free up a little cash for some other players for recruiting. Um, and while I want to say that this – um, T- they're second tier. Uh, so he's joining a second tier team, but that second tier team is in second place, if I have it right. So they could be moving up to first tier. So he might be moving up to the, to the big, big boys. Um, but is it better to play second tier in the big boys league, Garrick, than first tier in the U S?
2: Well, the, the second tier of the, the, the English league is certainly um not not a slouch league is all at all and as as you mentioned uh in in the english premiership for those who are not soccer followers um uh, there's a promotion relegation leagues I'm sy- sorry. system
0: I'm sorry. josh josh is getting a little a little personal with his uh, <laughs> <laughs> i cannot hear a word you're saying Garrett, because i'm just looking at lemon there eating josh's face <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh. It's time to cut away to a commercial break. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you have on your face, Josh? Come on.
2: <laughs> a Little leftover tuna fish from uh, lunch. <laughs> but uh, but the the promotion relegation system in 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 the English Premier League and and lower leagues um really helps to promote um uh, the the building up of your teams. And so, um, so Swansea city is, is, is doing quite well. And, and I think for Jordan Morris, it's a great place to go because if we recall when, um, when Deandre Yedlin went to the premiership, um, he sat on the bench for a long time and it's gotten more time. Yeah. And so Jordan's going to have an opportunity to, to make an immediate impact. And so, um, the, the biggest, probably one of the biggest changes will be playing on grass regularly. Um, but I, I mean, I think he'll be fine with that. But this time of year in England, um, you know, it, it's it's a different game. And I think he'll be great over there. And I, I think he'll do well because he's a strong player because uh, the, he's the
0: fast he's crazy fast.
2: He's crazy. he's fast and he's strong. Fast. So I think he'll he'll do great. And I hope he
0: plays real hard and brings home some of that premier spirit. I think that would be great. The Sounders could use a little bit of it factor and over the topness. Just saying. Yeah, well,
2: it's a perfect time for him to go over in terms of his career because he's still relatively young, and and he's he's uh, he's growing and developing, and it's it's just gonna be a good thing for not only for the Sounders but for the U.S. Men's National Team, uh, which he is right. is becoming an increasingly growing factor. And so I'm super excited for him. Garrick,
1: how does this improve the Sounders
2: international profile as a franchise? Well, it, it certainly, I mean, the Sounders have been one of the, and, you know, as, as was talked about, unfortunately, prior to our blowout in the, in the championship, but we, it was, it was talked about how the Seattle Sounders are truly, um, the MLS dynasty it can be classified as an MLS dynasty club now, um, which only was was talked about in the context in the past with the L.A. Galaxy, with the Beckham years and things like that. But the Sounders have truly proven themselves and and you know, on so many levels, uh, we have been that first class first rate club. Uh, when you look at attendance, uh, when you look at the, the players that we have developed and grown. And uh, so I, I think absolutely rich this really does um, help grow that reputation and, and really helps us to, <clears throat> to be on the big, the big world stage.
0: Okay, but are we going to get distracted with politics? I mean, all right, I'm broadcasting. I'm sitting in Seattle, Washington. All right, the big fan base of Seattle ECS, Emerald City supporters. Uh, they don't have any games to go to. So uh, if you were listening to yesterday's program of our, on um, My Michelle Live, our uh, one of our street reporters, Sam Maupin, was out there kind of watching what was going on as Antifa. Uh, was trying to cause problems in the streets, and you know that they, they were the the folks. They're the same folks that sit in the ECS section and turn games into politics. And they just don't have any games to go to, so I guess they're taking to the streets. And you know, for a lot of us fans, we're tired of it. If you don't th- think in step with them, you are a fascist. So it's like I don't. I didn't come to the game to be called a fascist just because I don't want to sit silent while you protest or i don't want to you know hold up political signs so are we going to see more of that and is it going to spread beyond these crazy cities of portland and seattle
2: was that question aimed That's at what? anyone in particular
0: i think i I'm, pro- I'm glad you all stunned by it
3: yeah i unfortunately i think it will spread but i i don't think we Can really predict what it will look like because
0: so much is ever in silence do you think well so
3: much so much has happened though um in since we've had full stadiums and so the people that go into stadiums after two years of this or whatever are not going to be the same they might be the same individuals but they're not going to be the same as when they went in there before because we've had people that have become more radicalized in their positions they've been willing to do more extreme things so I will say say I'm more concerned about about the sorts of environments that we may have in our stadiums once they're opened back up
0: let me interject in that uh, that the people who have been getting the most attention in the politics and sports have been the people doing the screaming most of americans and a lot of people who uh, may not have voted for joe biden who feel marginalized who feel pushed out by the press who have had their accounts censored on facebook twitter and tiktok you know there's a bunch of americans who are saying you know i'm freaking tired of this and they're the ones who have sat in the stadiums and kind of rolled their eyes and said okay can we just get on with the game what's going to happen now that maybe uh the press has gone too far perhaps and woken the sleeping giant well i so, think uh,
1: go ahead brent I, I, no, I'll go say ahead. real
3: quickly i think what you may have what you may see is a worsening stadium environment because the people that are really fed up with it will just stop going and those seats will be filled by more people that are using it as a place to um to protest Go ahead, Rich. I believe
1: we may see we may see it go the other we may see things go a little bit go a little bit the other way. And I think people will start demanding of our sports celebrities and sports professionals do more than protest. Do more than protest. Actually put uh more actions behind your words more actions behind your words. I rem- and let me say this, Michelle, and I'll give an example, LeBron James in several interviews before the election and numerous interviews before that said that he would never sit down with Donald Trump, the president of the United States. If you do not sit down with people you disagree with or people you have differing views with, how do you expect to make real change?
0: Amen. Drop the mic. Josh, are you taking a nap? <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: one person What's- in this on this shot is taking a nap. Just my baby doggy. <laughs> well, Rich. Rich,
2: Rich, I he's hope he's
5: a lap dog. I, she I, she is a lap dog. She wants to be held like just- a baby constantly. I yeah, so- well
0: you just are lucky you have a big lap. Go ahead, Gary.
2: Sorry to interrupt the puppy bowl, but we're talking about sports here.
5: Um, <laughs> hey, puppy bowl's coming up, man. I know. <laughs> um
2: I I rich I really hope that you're right, but sadly, I don't think it's I don't think we're going to see much movement because a lot of these um the the management of especially in the MLS and and NBA, of course, and, and all these other places, I I just don't see the culture really changing much. And, and unfortunately, I think Brent may be right too, in that um, people are just going to be fed up. I mean, kind of the way that it was with the NFL, people kind of got, were kind of tired of that. I think the NFL has to a degree recovered somewhat because they have just there's been less of that controversy
1: they've but. plowed through the season garrick i think is a great way to put it yeah you run
2: think? out of
0: people who are activists that have the kind of money i mean they're out there protesting all the time where they may not have jobs i don't know but they may need to get back to work and i don't know if they have the kind of money to pay for season tickets i don't know josh weigh in
5: yeah i i could see it going either way to be honest i right? mean i think yeah a lot of times the people that do have a problem with the way things are being handled or the way that certain fans are acting are often the kind of people that will just kind of like fine I just won't go then guess this isn't my scene and you know don't care enough I can to feel really that way. try to change it you know I mean like we see that in, in a lot of social media like a lot of people tried to they're like fine Facebook isn't a place for me I'm just gonna go and try Gab or try Parlor and you know, move on and go do their own thing rather than fight with people over something. Mm -hmm. So, but I could also see, see the other side where, you know, they'll start sticking up and get tired of it and maybe just all coming out (laughs) number two, you know, because sometimes, you know, a passive person pushed far enough, uh, ends up, ends up (laughs) being willing to stand up. So, we could see see what happens there i don't I, hey, I don't know josh
0: a a tech question for people who are listening and have given up on facebook you mentioned gap you parlors kind of no more but there's some other yeah. venues uh, what do you recommend
5: um gap is probably the big one right now most popular one that i like that has been interesting to me is steamit um that one is <laughs> it's a concept that is based on cryptocurrency and you the more viral that, Oh, sorry. Someone's done with their nap. <laughs> the, the more viral your post gets or someone that you shared early on, um, you actually get cryptocurrency. So this whole ecosystem of actually like getting paid for it. Kind of like how the brave browser will give you ads that pop up on your screen, but you get paid for those ads. So it's the, this idea out there that I don't know if steam it's going to be the one, but the idea of changing the internet to be an ecosystem where we, the users, which are the product to most companies, are actually getting paid for what, what's happening. You know, if we're going to see ads put in our face, like, we're going to get paid for that. If we're influencers that a lot of people follow and a lot of people want to know about, we get paid back for that. So that's, that's I think, is a direction that we're going to see start pushed more and more in the social media platforms right there. But Steemit is one to check out. Um, Gab is the one that's probably has the most people on it right now. It's basically... <laughs> Uh, Another Twitter that is less censored, you could say. If if I did something,
0: I did something dumb, guys. Can I just have a confession and then we'll get back to sports. So, you know, I, I had never been on parlor, but with all of the hullabaloo before it was taken down, I was like, you know, I'm going to join and show my support for for free speech. I spelt it wrong and I ended up on a creepy dating site. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops! Whoops.
4: The, The key
2: question is whether or not you stayed on it or if you, but but Michelle, I want to go back to something that you said earlier. And I think this is really important for our listeners uh, and viewers here because we need to stay engaged with people who have differences from us. And so I, I get it. If you don't want to give your money to a professional franchise that is supporting things that you don't support, but I, I, I was out playing soccer last night and and we we're having some discussions about vaccines and things like that. And clearly there were some differences of opinions and um, but you know, it, it, it's important. And, and the beautiful thing about sports that has always been true that I hope will continue to be true is that we get that out there and we play and we play hard and we leave everything on the sidelines. We come back after the game. And in this case, one of the guys brought a cooler and brought some beers. And so we were having conversation and he, he nicely knows that I don't drink beer. Um, So, so he brought me a, a Pellegrino. Um, But, uh, but we, it's, it's great to have those conversations and then, but when you're out on the, on the pitch, you just, you, you get business done, the business done of sports. And, and I, I, I just so miss that. Uh, that it has become so politicized. Uh, That's why I
0: don't think politics belongs on the pitch, the field, uh, or the court. Give us your opinions. Talk it up. Be part of the change you want to see. But just keep it off the court. And let's just keep it to the game so that we can have a a haven of unification. I wanted to get to NHL. Um, It's that interesting time of the year in hockey, guys where you're going to see some big some big diversity in scores. You know, last night I was watching um, the Canadians and the Canucks. And if you don't know this, because of COVID, the NHL is now separated into, um, on one side, we've got... Um, Canada and the other side we have you know the United States so it's a little bit different than ever but you know check out the score 7-3 and those those goals in the net came boom 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 and you know it's like but there's there's a whole a bunch of you know 4-1 there's some big scores throughout uh, the year. And it's that time of the year where you're going to, where you're looking at and the Canadians are kicking it. You're going to see these folks who it looks like during Corona, they were sitting home eating bonbons, you know, some of the teams while the others were practicing on the ice. So I wanted your thoughts as, uh, we're deep, we're starting to get deep into NHL season. Oh, I love it.
1: Well, the NHL season is going to be really different because with only 56 games this year, it's who can hit the ground the fastest and and get out and make a, a statement. Vegas has really made a statement early in the year. I think the franchises that have more stable coaching staffs and it and, the administration and everything behind it, you're going to see those teams flourish, and that's what we're seeing here early in the, early in the season. The see the teams that have a good, um, foundation, they're they're hitting the ground running and that's what you see and that's what you see in those scores it's a lot more wide open game because they know that there are fewer games you can't get behind you can't fall four or five games behind a team in front of you in the race for the playoffs um, it's just a whole different dynamic with the
2: shorter season and just to correct you rich they're hitting the ice skating they're not hitting the ground running just saying <laughs> <laughs> well you know Good. what yeah,
1: you know what i never hit the ground running so <laughs> hey there you go all
0: right so we'll give you a pass on that
5: <laughs> yeah he
0: hits he the hits ground, ground rolling rolling that's I, right that re- wheelchair he's
5: rocking on. and rolling over there,
0: yeah. there we I,
3: go. I think there's gonna be some similarities to what we saw from the MLS last year because you kind of have the, the Canadian teams sequestered in their own division only playing themselves so when the you know once the playoffs come around it'll really be unpredictable what what's going to happen at that point um I also <laughs> I think I, I understand the need to raise funds however you can but there's just something wrong about naming your divisions after corporate sponsors that that uh that kind of rubs me you have the Honda West Division, the Scotia North, the Mass Mutual East, and the Discover Central Division, and <laughs> uh, and then you have the Dallas Stars, who haven't played a game yet. Who, well, everybody else has played four, four or five. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have yeah more COVID weirdness just across the board. So,
2: <laughs> and I th- I think there you know you mentioned similarities to the MLS. There'll be similarities I think to the uh, the NFL as well. You know, because without the preseason, um, there was not that the defenses weren't as strong. And so I think things will tighten up as the season goes along. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: why we're seeing the scores. Well, guys, as we get to our final shot, uh, before we get to individual final shots, can we all just collectively come together and honor a great man who passed away today? Major League Baseball home run king, man of integrity and deep faith. Hank Aaron passed away at the age of 76. Here six. it comes.
1: And there it goes. Hammer and Hank hits a home run, and this one is special. The Braves hit it, clinched the pennant. They came close before, but this is it. The end of years of frustration. There's a mob scene
5: on the field, and why not? The victory didn't come easy, and it came late, so it's extra welcome.
1: We'll watch Logan to see if he's playing it safely or running. Playing it safely. There's a drive to deep right center field. That ball is going, going. It's gone.
0: Wow. What a player. What a history what a man. Um, Hank Aaron, he was called one of the true gentlemen of the sport. He was respected by peers and by fans, and he earned that respect hard. He carried himself like uh, like a gentleman on and off the field, all while breaking records that blow poof, your mind. Um, he began in the, the Negro Leagues at age 17, if I'm right, Rich, and you'll have to give me correct.
4: some tweet on correct. this
0: indianapolis clowns in the negro leagues Uh, he played professional from about 54 to 76 he had to work through discrimination um even danger but i'll tell you what hank aaron this 25 time all-time pro mvp he said he got through because of his resolve from his faith in Jesus Christ. What a man. He is going, going, gone up to glory. And uh, thank you for for the games and for the example, Hank, Aaron, let's weigh in.
5: Yeah, 755 well, okay, home run record held for 33 years until Barry Bronze uh, broke that record. So, I mean, how that that amazing player, twenty-five time All Star, three-time Gold Glove winner. He was uh, one of the greatest of all time to play the game, and uh, we're certainly sad to see him go.
1: So uh, Hank Aaron stole at least twenty bases in six seasons in the major leagues. Had all kinds of records. Consummate pro, consummate professional. He picked up the legacy that Jackie Robinson started and pushed it over the finish line. He conquered death threats in breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Think about that in 1974 death threats over a home run record in a sport.
3: We, yeah, I remember, I remember him talking about how, you know, when he hit that the record breaking home run and there were people coming at that on the field that, that it was terrifying because he didn't know were these people coming to celebrate were these people coming to kill him um yeah it, it's his legacy i mean he he and like willie mays were like the second wave of great black players to play in the in the majors and um that really other than the fact they weren't alone like jackie robinson really had to deal with all the same stuff that he did um and so just um, mm-hmm. just a great player great man and uh you know, eighty-six years old can't complain, but it's still sad to see him go.
0: Yeah, it is indeed. Josh has stepped out for a moment of mourning, and that's okay. We understand, Josh.
5: I'm back You're now. Back? had some Had some family drama to take care of over here. Said that's
0: okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. yeah well, um, one
5: interesting thing that we may see something come of it, and I'm hoping that this isn't the reason, but he did receive the COVID nineteen vaccine. Um, I think a week or two ago, um, he was one of the earlier people oh. to, to get that vaccine. So hopefully, that wasn't the cause. We'll we'll find out more. There's no you know, don't get
0: offended, of but we yep. really yep. do need to look into what this vaccine does and what it does not and concerns that we should have we yeah. have to be an informed public and I, i'm going to encourage you next wednesday we're going to be talking with a uh, dr john canton zero on uh, our on our program our health watch program for my michelle Life, and he has so, he has some phenomenal things to say that you are not hearing about the vaccine so having said that guys let's go into our final shot
3: take
0: a oh, shot. Yes. All right. So final shot. We go around the round table and just give a final shout out, Josh.
5: Uh, my shout out is actually going to be to the Mariners. They have the number three and number four prospect in the top 100 prospects in baseball right now. And they have three or four other guys on that top 100 list, including a couple of pitchers, uh, young shortstop. Uh, this farm system has turned around so much and i'm so excited for this team we're going to be exciting this year seeing some more new talent come up seeing these young guys get to playing and i'm really hoping by by next year we're really in a position where we've saved a ton of money now our cap the, the amount we're spending on our salary is about a third of what the dodgers are paying right now out in their salary so we have a a, sky's the limit for us right now with as good as our farm system is as good as the young talent is that we have in there. It's, it's going to be great. And to everyone who's saying like, why aren't we buying more in the free, in the free agent market this season? The time is we're waiting for the time is right. Not the time is right now. We want to wait until we have these guys up. We don't want to bring, there's a lot of like outfielders out there right now. Don't bring them in right now. We got a bunch of prospects that are in the top of the list. You know, don't block people. Give a chance for some of this young talent to come up and then fill in the holes where need be. Maybe we'll need a shortstop. Maybe we'll need uh, some relief pitchers. This seems where it's most likely that we're going to have to sign some people. But wait a year. Give give another year for these young guys to come up, see where we're at. And I think by 2022, guys, we're going to be a serious competitor out there. And I think we could still make the playoffs this year with some of this young talent if they really start to pop off.
0: Well, as you're listening, you can see we all have a little bit of a heart for Seattle. Josh loves those Mariners.
3: <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm right on that bandwagon with you, Josh. Um, but my, my shot. Oh, my. my. Yeah. My, my, my final shot this week is another Josh. Uh, Josh Allen. the the Buffalo Bills, former Wyoming Cowboys quarterback that everybody mocked the Bills for drafting a few years ago. Um, His first year or two in the NFL were were not spectacular, but um, he really came into his own this year. And um, I think, yeah, his third year and proving a lot of naysayers wrong. Here they are in the AFC championship game with a probably better than 50, 50 shot at beating the chiefs, especially if, if uh, Mahomes doesn't play. So pretty cool.
0: Nice. Let's get the other birthday boy, Rich Hallstrom.
3: Well,
1: I'm going to (laughs) give a uh, much needed shout out to Husky men's basketball for picking up their first PAC 12 conference win this week. It's been a long, hard road for the Huskies so far this season, two, two and 11 overall, now one and seven in the PAC 12 conference, they beat Colorado, 84 to 80. Marcus Sahonas had a career high 27 points. Got to give it to those guys for not giving up. Mike Hopkins is trying to turn the season around.
0: Garrick.
2: Well, I'm doing a double shot today. It's um, <laughs> because
5: get your espresso going,
2: I get, get my espresso <laughs> going because certainly Jordan Morris, um, has gotten a well-deserved uh, promotion, at least temporarily. I'm, I'm hoping that he'll be back. We didn't we have no way of knowing, right? But, um, but Jordan Moore certainly deserves a, a shout out today. And then, of course, um, Chris Brown gave a nice tribute to, uh, to Rich Hallstrom. But, uh, but probably about 35, 36 years ago, I met Mr. Baker, um, our other birthday boy. A second oh sorry Are you here? i'm back sorry <laughs> so um brent boy, made just, that was that was brent impressive you, thank you brent made you speechless <laughs>
1: brent, brent made you speechless there you go
2: but about 30 uh, over 35 years ago i met brent and he is just one of the the greatest guys um uh, greatest friends a guy could ever have we've, we've walked through a lot of deep waters together and um I'm so excited for his book that is gonna launch in just a few weeks. And um, and I, I'm hoping and praying that this will become a major motion picture one day as well. So
0: oh, yeah. We're yeah. working Amen. on
2: that. Yep. Amen. So Happy birthday, both both of you guys, Rich and,
0: yep. and uh, Brent. That's my final shot, too. Thank Just you, Pastor. Happy birthday, guys. <laughs> I, I love you both so much. As a girl who grew up a little bit of a Tom girl, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I always wanted brothers to, to throw the ball with and to, uh, you know, talk sports with. I never had that. Now I do. Thank you for being my brothers and Rich, Brent, Happy birthday, Josh Garrick. Thanks for joining us today. It's sports time out. And guys, what the deeper story is, you know why we have a joy and an enduring connection? It's because we have a connection through a real, true, amazing, living God. Every day on this broadcast, we talk about the evidence of God, the the truth of God. We ask the hard questions and not we're not afraid to challenge it. Well, let's see if what the Bible says is true. That's fine. You know why? Because time and time again, God stands alone. He is the great. I am the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. This is the real deal in a time we really need it. That's why we share the God story and we ask you to be a part of it. You can be a part of it by liking this, sharing this with your friends. You have someone who would like to be on the show and talk sports with us. Invite them to come on. Let's get the God story out there. Be part of it. Go to mymichellelive.com and join us next week for Sports Timeout. Thanks, guys. Happy
1: Blue
3: Friday. Happy Blue Friday, Michelle. For more fun, go to mymichellelive.com.